So it's a school night and I can't sleep. No, this time it's not anxiety keeping me awake. It's not schoolwork. And it's not even Netflix, honestly. I drank coffee at 7 p.m. I don't know why I I thought I could handle the caffeine, you know, despite my track record. <laughs> so I figured instead of tossing, turning, and hoping for sleep that I would write. Brothers and sisters, this episode is brought to you at a 2.11 a.m. by Folger's Black Silk Roast. And creamer and aspartame. This is the last episode of the season. I think a shift is coming in my focus and I want to honor God in this, so I'm going to go along with it. I've spent a lot of time reflecting on the inaugural season of the Honest Faith podcast and my focus. While I have no regrets, I fear I've come across as a finger pointer preoccupied with the speck in my sibling's eye, ignoring the log in my own. So I want to take an episode to reflect and talk about what's been going on in my mind this season. On Instagram, follow me there, The Honest Faith. I posted an image of myself with the following caption. Just realized that an old leader from my American evangelicalism college days has me blocked on social media. I'm not bragging or poking fun, but I'd just like to point out that at one point, this person was considered responsible for my spiritual well-being, and I was entrusted to their care. We were supposedly siblings in Christ. But... Once I grew wings and began discovering how the Jesus of the Bible would move and walk and love, I think I began to rub them the wrong way. Like, really wrong. Block-worthy. And I don't even think I'm that radical. I don't even think I'm radical at all. In a way, I'm honored. I'm making an impact. Some things weren't meant to coexist. Oppression isn't a topic I'm willing to glance over to preserve your comfort. And I regret the years I spent doing so to keep followers and friends. I'm being refined. The process hits deep and clearly isn't palatable to everyone. And that's more than okay, because the product is priceless. So, on the off chance that this gets around and you read this, old leader friend, this is me. And God continues to mold me more into his likeness with each trial and triumph. I'd be a fool to apologize to anyone, including you, for that. And mama didn't raise no fool. The outpouring of love and positivity was astounding. I didn't expect many people to relate, and I'm sad that so many did. But above all, I started to doubt myself. I looked inward, all the distance created, friends lost, discomfort and awkward silence cultivated because I was no longer the safe, content black friend. I talked to my significant other, one of my biggest supporters in this calling, and I asked him if I should stop, if all of this was worth it. Like, I was low-key crying. Silently, but still crying. He told me not to stop, and so did my sister. (sighs) I don't know. I guess it's been frustrating when you believe you're doing the work of God, and doing what he has called you to do, and the very people not supporting you are claiming his name. Looking back, I've grown so much from what God has used me to do. Am I famous? No. Am I popular? No. Am I rich? Maybe in student loans, but I've met so many people in the same lane as me. I've grown to see them as fellow race runners rather than the competition. Maybe I'll have the honor of having a few of them on this podcast next season. After all, if the truth is being spread by someone other than me, is it any less true? What makes me so vital that I have to hold the microphone? The Honest Faith Season 1 has definitely been a refining process overcoming jealousy, imposter syndrome, comparison, my judgmental nature, and the like. And so, despite how I may come across once I click record, 
I'm actually much less confident in myself now than when the season began. I count this as a good thing, though, because I trust God a lot more. Like, I'm not some sort of special orator. God doesn't have to use me. His plan can and will go on to fruition regardless of my cooperation. So what exactly am I doubting? Whether what I left behind was worth it, I guess? Ignorance is bliss. There is comfort in the safety, in the uncontroversial, being the cool kid, the life of the party, just eat, drink, dance, and don't ask questions. But I started to wonder, what exactly are we celebrating? I never did watch The Matrix, but I think someone took a pill and learned some stuff and became a threat, lol. I feel like this is, like, kind of how it feels. Like I woke up. I look back at some of my mega evangelical days and I cringe at times. It's humbling, because God still had his hand on my life even when I was embarrassing him. Even when I used his name as an excuse to be less than loving to my neighbor or judge another recipient of his grace. God is so good to me. He always has been. And his love isn't transactional, but in a way that doesn't really make sense, I think that in exchange for his grace, he requested this sacrifice. The comfort, the click. I relate to the Apostle Paul quite a bit at times, particularly when he asked God three times to remove the thorn from his side, but God replied that his grace was sufficient each time. I have OCD, and I apply it there, but I've always been a troublemaker, a good troublemaker. Asking questions about God, race, justice, exposing holes in prepackaged answers, winning debates, losing friends. It sounds glamorous, but the truth be told, it's exhausting. Honestly, sometimes I wish I didn't care. After all, I'm pretty okay. Things are working well for me. I have many privileges and can very well live comfortably in those and choose not to rock the boat. Play the long game. But I don't have peace with that. Don't get me wrong. It's a balancing act. You can spend so much time arguing with a Theo bro on Twitter that you don't remember how to live like Jesus anymore. You develop a critical heart instead of a critical mind. You sit in church every Sunday only picking up the theological inconsistencies in your pastor's sermon rather than the golden nuggets hidden there in the mud. That was me a lot this season. I thank God for a close community, accountability, and an African mom who stays unmoved and unimpressed by my eloquence. She smacks me right back into line when I think I know too much to be taught. May God bless her for that. My point is that somewhere on the spectrum between a Pharisee and a blasphemer is where I struggle to operate. I can only stay there by God's grace. And I'm not sure where I am now, but I'm honored that God still uses me despite my daily struggle with walking blamelessly. I hope to continue growing. It's not fun. And while in my amateur medical opinion I would recommend it, it does come with a ton of side effects. And maybe the way I've handled my growth and awakening isn't always the best or how Jesus would have handled it in his time here on earth. I thank God for the grace to wiggle and find room and learn how to handle the growth uncomfortably. I'm not going to be fake either. I do miss some of the friendships that have become strained because of the journey I'm on. I pray that one day both parties grow enough individually in the truth of the biblical Christ to be able to be reconciled and rejoice in our commonalities while honoring each other in our differences. The differences that don't undermine the inherent value of another image bearer. Because I don't ever think I'll grow into a person that's okay with that. So, yeah. The power of a poorly timed caffeine intake. <laughs> 
In an earlier Instagram caption, I reflected on the fact that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I mean, that's been the story of my life. The talkative, opinionated black girl, now a talkative, opinionated, and passionate black woman. Too strong of a brew for some and not black enough for others. Some take it straight, others need Kramer and sugar. And I call those components my wise counsel. The people who listen to my episodes before I release them to make sure I'm not walking in foolishness. Shout out to my significant other and my sister, again. But yeah, my self-description made me realize early on that despite my British citizenship, I'm not meant to be a cup of tea. And I certainly am not meant to be anyone's cup in particular. I'm coffee. A bunch of beans being roasted and refined by God's crucible just narrating the process. I'm loud and can be used to wake you up. If you prefer tea, by all means do you. I don't think anything's wrong with that. Caffeine can be found there too. I like tea. Particularly the Marks and Spencer luxury gold black tea my English relatives keep me supplied with. Everything and everyone has their place. The body of Christ is an eclectic conglomeration of different parts working in perfect chaotic harmony. Like that one episode of Spongebob in, with the band that's like arguably the best episode ever. Eventually they pull their crap together and create an amazing halftime show. I'm clearly still in rehearsal. But thanks for listening, regardless. So yeah, I'll see you very, very soon next season. Adios.